Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We'll talk Dallas sports, more Mavs than Cowboys, but we'll touch on both with the voice of the Mavs on their radio network and... From time to time, they come into the studio on 103.3 down in Dallas to talk about everything, including the Cowboys. I've only known this uh, sucker for 30 years. Chuck Cooperstein, the voice of the Mavs, joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. How you been, Chuckles? Jody Mack, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Probably not as good as you because you're having a fun time covering that team you've got there this year. Uh, I saw that you either retweeted or liked one of my tweets. I said, damn, I haven't had Chuck on in about a year. I got Luka Doncic is the most exciting player in the NBA, and I know the play-by-play boys are the Mavs. I got to get him on to tell us how Luka's doing what he's doing. Well, how's Luka doing what he's doing? Tell you what, it's pretty incredible. Um, He's you know, he's quicker than you think. He's stronger than you think. He's smarter than you think. And as a result, what you're seeing is something that's uh, truly transcendent. Uh, you know, when, you, when you're putting up numbers that are comparing you to Oscar Robertson and Michael Jordan and Harden and Westbrook, and, you know, it, it's, it's, just, it's just preposterous. He makes the game look so easy. And, and everything happens pretty much at his speed. You know, there's, there's very little that he hasn't seen uh, that, he, that he hasn't been able to solve. Uh, the, the only way I think you really have a chance with him is to try to get physical with him, uh, really get up into him like Patrick Beverly tried to do the other night uh, with, the, with the Clippers. Uh, he got in foul trouble, but the, they ran waves at him, and that was uh, probably the poorest all-around game he's played all year. And he still went for 22, eight and six. So, I mean, that's, that's a bad night for him now. And, and, you know, (laughs) just even thinking about that is preposterous. Uh, But it's, it's incredibly fun to watch. And uh, look, we all knew that he was good. We all knew the European pedigree that uh, he had done things that had never been done before. But uh, listen, if anybody told you, and frankly, even if uh, he told you that he was going to be this good this soon, Nobody would have believed it. There was no reason to believe it, even as good as he was as a rookie. But, I mean, he's doing things now that maybe, uh, you know, the most optimistic would have thought he'd be doing two years from now. Uh, And, you know, at at the same time, you know, there are those who believe that, uh, you know, when the draft happened, that uh, he shouldn't be the top pick because even though he might be the best player right now in the draft, that his upside – was somewhat limited because of a lack of athleticism and because he had already played so many games as a pro that, you know, how much better could he be? Well, everybody's been wrong on every imaginable level. Agreed. Uh, He's reaching levels that no one saw coming this quickly and or maybe you're right ever. Um, And I do this all the time. And uh, if you do a sports talk show host, you got to be able to do stuff like this. Everybody wants a comp because, uh, again, this is a national show. Not everybody sees Luka Doncic on a night-in-night-out basis like you do. Even people in Dallas, you get to see it courtside. Uh, people in Dallas get to see it. They certainly know more. But for the national fans, 
They see the numbers, see the box score next. A 30-point triple-double again. So they might not see him as much as they do. Everybody wants a comp. Who do you compare him to? What is his game? Who has a game that's somewhat similar to his? And damn, Chuck, I can't come up with a comp for him. Like you said, he is a little bit strong. He is a little bit fat, a little more athletic than he gets credit for. I don't know who to comp. You can't comp him to Westbrook because he's put up Westbrook kind of like numbers, but their game is different. And I guess he's somewhat like Harden, but Harden's just such a pure shooter and he's not as good a handler as Dantich is. I tried to turn back the clock, guys, that used to play. I don't have a comp for him. Who's the best you can come up with? It's Oscar. He's doing stuff like Oscar. I mean, I don't know how many of our audience actually saw Oscar play. Yeah, I, I saw Oscar as a 30-something-year-old in Milwaukee. I can't remember the Cincinnati Royal days. I'm sorry. Yes, I can remember the Cincinnati Royals days. Okay, I don't. I can, I can, I can, I can remember that. Not, not the early 60s, but certainly in the late 60s before he went uh, before we went to Milwaukee, but that's this is what we're talking about. This is generational stuff. This is stuff that hasn't happened in over a half a century. These 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 numbers are what he is being compared to. What Oscar did back in the day. Uh, it's it's absolutely preposterous. I mean, he's got he does have he has a bird like uh, competitive quality to him. That uh, like that you're you're not going to stop me. You know we can you can try to do anything you want to me, but you know what I'm going to make this shot. Um, and you know and then he you know he's he's got you know the the hardened like handle and the step back and we've we've seen all that. But he, but he rebounds the ball. Um, you know traffic rebounds too. He doesn't. You know they're not all cheap rebounds where everybody's just running back to the other end of the floor after a missed shot and he's the only one there to grab the rebound. He gets more than his share. And the thing that's look, what's really been encouraging this year, and the biggest improvement for him, uh, obviously, he's in much better shape than he was uh, last year. But uh, his ability to finish around the rim is very Kyrie Irving-like. When you consider that, uh, you know, he's not playing above the rim. I mean, he's a below the rim finisher, and yet he's he's able to to finish like that. And uh, so in the in the lane in in his his two point shooting and most of that has come in the lane. He is shooting sixty two and a half percent on two pointers. Damn. And basically, he he's not he doesn't shoot mid range shots. I mean, he is the modern three true outcome player of three pointers, free throws, and layups. Uh, and in his case, maybe a little floater thrown in. Uh, his his floater game is just outstanding. And the other thing is that because he's so strong and he is willing to take it to the rim that he gets fouled. And last year, he didn't make his free throws. He shot 71%. This year, he's shooting almost 84%. And he's, he's averaging 10 free throw attempts per game. He's had 16 or more free throw attempts the last two games. It's, you know, he's got the entire package put together, and now it's really up to the Mavericks to try to put the correct pieces around him that they can sustain this excellence for however long they're going to do it. The voice of the Mavs, uh, Chuck Cooperstein, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, Lucas, uh, and rightfully so, grabbing all the attention, grabbing all the headlines. A to F, A being outstanding, F being what the hell's he doing. What kind of grade would you give Porzingis for his first 17 games in a Mavs uniform? I'd give him a C. Um, He's trying to figure out the the offensive end of it. I mean, as as inconsistently as he shot the ball, he's still averaging almost 18 a game. 
his rebounding has improved dramatically. And, you know, that's, that was always the knock on him in New York. But he's averaging over nine rebounds a game. He's already had eight double-figure rebound games. And last night at Phoenix was really a great example of this because last night he could not hit the ocean if he was standing at the edge of the beach. <laughs> okay, he, he was 0 for 8, 0 for 6 from 3. But he had 13 rebounds, three block shots, two steals. I mean, he's patrolling the inside. Teams are shooting about 45% against him at the rim, which is just it's outstanding defense. And so, and to his credit, he's not letting his struggles in trying to figure out where he fits offensively uh, affect his defense. And in fact, his defense probably is as good as it's ever been. Uh, you know, will he? Will he get it solved offensively? I, I think it. You know, that's a work in progress because Luca has the ball in his hands so much. He's making so many things happen. I think Porzingis is finding that he's getting the ball in different spots than what he's used to getting them in, and then sometimes uh, you know he's he's forcing the play. You know, one thing I'd like to see from him is actually you know dribbling the ball less, unless he's you know crossing over to get himself uh, in rhythm to shoot jump shots. But uh, there have been a lot of times where he tried to put the ball on the floor, tried to drive to the basket, and he winds up uh, shooting some type of really awkward shot that uh, that doesn't look very pretty and doesn't go in. Uh, and it really, at that point, looks like a wasted possession. But uh, I, I think you know, he can still, he still has plenty of time to figure this thing out. Uh, but the most encouraging thing clearly has been his defense. I mean, his defense has just been stellar. One more Mavs question, and I want to hit you with a Cowboy question or two. Uh, so far, your coach, Rick Carlisle, is basically going with a 10-man rotation. Porzingis and uh, Luca are the only two playing over 30 minutes. He's using a lot of different guys uh, to fill out and give him what he needs from the rest of the rotation. Has this been out of necessity? That's just way the roster falls. Uh, that's a Carlisle preference. I am surprised at how deep they've run their bench this year. Is it going to stay that way? Uh, the answer is B and C. Uh, it is a Carlisle preference. Uh, and they they do have players who are capable of contributing. I mean, the, the thing is, they, they probably have a lot of guys on their team that are probably better suited to coming off the bench than they are actually as starters. So, uh, you know, you look at their bench last year. They were a top-five scoring bench in the league last year. They were a top-five scoring bench this year. Um, they, they've got a lot of they've got a real a lot of really good players. They've got you know young uh, young players, you know four and five-year players in the league. But they they also have a you know guys that have experience. And uh, so you know, Rick's absolutely not afraid to use them. Uh, and you know, in, in the case of Doncic, you know, he's really trying to be careful with his minutes. He does not want to run his minutes up. He believes that Doncic is best suited right now to playing right around 34 minutes a game. He played 38 last night against Phoenix, and I believe that was the most that he had played in any game this year. Maybe the Laker game uh, in November that uh, was the overtime game. was He played more in that one, I think. But uh, if you've got a deep team, and especially you know, over the course of a long season, why not use him? And he's taking advantage of that. All right, a couple of quick Cowboy hitters for you after their less-than-stellar performance the last two weeks offensively against uh, New England up in New England and then Buffalo on Thanksgiving. The coach is coming under uh, some pretty good heat, uh, certainly by Cowboy critics and even his 
owner wasn't as uh, cover, didn't give as much cover as he usually does. Um, I, I don't think that Jerry's going to make a change in season. Number one, do you, and if so, put a percentage chance on it, make it happen. And again, as a guy who's there, how does the room feel about Garrett? Is is Do the players like him? Do they uh, work for him? And he just doesn't have the coaching chops and or the staff to get this team to where it should be with the talent level they have on the roster. What is the biggest issue? Well, I'm I'm not around them every day. So, I mean, it's, it's a little hard for me to answer that. But from the people that I talk to, um, here here's the takeaway from Jason Garrett. Everybody wants Jason Garrett to be their coach from Monday through Saturday. They just don't want him on Sunday. <laughs> he, he's just not very good when the ball's kicked off and stuff starts happening. Uh, his, his inability to adjust, uh, you know, one of the craziest things in that game on Thanksgiving was that fourth down play at their own 19 early in the game that he went for know because he's always been so acute so uh uh considered so conservative uh that you know that he'll never he'll never do that and then you know he was asked um after the new england game you know about uh you know the analytics and do you, do you have a guy giving you you know win probabilities and things like that and garrett says well you know we don't use that during games well that that, that did not go over very well with a whole lot of people um uh, but I, I think you're right. I mean, Jerry's not giving him cover right now. But Jerry really hasn't given him a whole lot of cover all year. Jerry made it very clear, uh, and Stephen too, that this was about getting to at least the NFC Championship game. And if they don't get there, then, you know, probably the gig's up. And I don't think any of that has changed. It's all still possible. It all seems very unlikely right now. Uh, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, uh, you know, he's, he's very... I, I think for people like you, me, fans, he's very frustrating because he, he never lets his hair down. You know, he, he never lets you see how, you know, how he really is. And I, I just don't think at times it has served him well, and it certainly, it certainly hasn't served him well, at least as, as things are going bad right now, where people are, are willing to run to his support because they're not. All right, and last one. Uh, if it doesn't go well, doesn't make the playoffs, and or gets there, and it's a quick ouster, and as you described, Jerry says, well, you didn't do what you had to do. Sorry, but uh, feel free to uh, pack up your office and go. If I give you these three choices, is it the next head coach of the Cowboys, Lincoln Riley, Urban Meyer, or other, which one you fall in with? Now, okay, the question is, who am I falling with? Or what is Jerry going to? Who do with? you think they're? Who who would you predict as the uh, most likely next head coach of the Cowboys? It'll be other. Okay, you don't think you get either of those two other guys? Uh, Riley, no, be, simply because you cannot be a a first time. I don't think he wants a first time head coach. Now Riley's been a head coach for the last couple of years at Oklahoma, and that's the big room, and he's done really well. Uh, you know, in in that situation, um, but I, I don't. He's he's got a better job, and and the thing that everybody has everybody has to understand, it's not just about finding the best coach. It's about finding the best coach who is who Jerry can get along with. Yeah. Now you know, back in the day, you know Jerry was desperate and he hired Bill Parcells. 
when he hired Bill Parcells, basically because he he'd come off of three consecutive five and eleven seasons, and he needed a stadium to be built. And the only way he was going to get a stadium to be built was to bring in a guy who had gravitas. And Parcells obviously had that. But I mean, now you're in a situation where for for the last ten years, for the most part, you've been you've been okay, but you haven't. You rarely have been great, and you you not only have you not been to the Super Bowl, you've not even been to the NFC Championship game. I mean, you've got to have somebody. Parcells always said, who's the guy that's playing, you know, I want to play the big room. That's why I came to Dallas, you know, after being with the Giants and the Jets and the Patriots and, and what have you. And I think I, I think that's what Jerry's going to look at. And frankly, given where Jerry is in his life at age 77, uh, you know, he's in great shape right now, but who knows how many more cracks at it he has. Uh, if I were him, I'd be hiring Urban Meyer tomorrow. But the problem is, you know, given – Control that Urban Meyer has always demanded and uh, has succeeded with wherever he has been uh, at an enormous level, would Jerry be willing to go that way, especially for somebody who's never been in the NFL? But to me, Urban Meyer is the modern version of Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, he's pretty damn close to it. We know how Jimmy worked for Jerry. Uh, yes. Great for a while, and right. then it blew up at the end. It might not be the worst thing to go down that road again. All right, Chuck, uh, when uh, the Cowboys get eliminated, be it uh, end of this month or into the playoffs or whatever, we'll get you back on, and I'll make you tell me who other is. Who okay. is it actually going to be, we'll not do. Urban Meyer or uh, Mr. Riley? Will do. Always a pleasure, Chuck. Have a good time out there in La La Land. Good to talk to you, brother. Appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.